And one of the biggest aspects of our character is how we interact with one another. How we interact and speak and listen at home. How we speak and listen to our colleagues at work. How we speak and listen to brothers and sisters in the masjid. How we speak and how we listen to our employees and employers. Welcome to the Oak Tree Institute podcast. The podcast designed to empower Muslim leaders through education and skill development. Assalamu alaikum. This is Zawad from Oak Tree Institute. Our instructor Muhammad Hassan recently visited Minneapolis to conduct a leadership workshop. During this trip, he gave a khutbah on the topic of communication. The khutbah contains valuable insights and lessons we can learn on how we can better communicate in our personal and professional lives. If you want to book a Oak Tree Institute workshop and bring it to your community, please visit our website at oaktreeinstitute.org or email us at requests at oaktreeinstitute.org. We hope you enjoyed this episode. ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا من سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضل فلا هادي له أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وأشهد أن محمدا عبد رسوله يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتنا إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يسلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يتع الله رسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أما بعد إن زك الحديث كتاب الله وأصل الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار اللهم أذن من النار يا رب سبحانك لا علم لنا إلا ما علمتنا إنك أنت العليم الحكيم رب الشرح لصدري ويسل أمري وحل الأكتة من لساني يفقه قولي بعد First of all I praise and thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for giving all of us this opportunity the health, the motivation to be here in this blessed place the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on this blessed occasion of Jum'ah, I pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He accepts all of us and He forgives all of our sins. Amin ya Rabbil Alameen. Ikrimah, the son of Abu Jahl, comes to visit Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And Abu Jahl was someone who was the worst of the worst. He caused pain to the early Muslim community. And his son, Ikrima, also took part with his father. So now Ikrima comes to visit Rasulullah And the Prophet of God, he turns to his companions. And he says that Ikrima is coming. And when he comes, I want none of you to refer to his father as Abu Jahl. Abu Jahl was not his name. Amr bin Hisham is his actual name. And his people used to actually call him Abu Hakam, the father of wisdom. He was a leader of Medina, the leader of Quraysh. But because of the pain that he caused the early Muslim community and how evil of a man he was, the Muslims used to call him Abu Jahl, the father of ignorance. So when his son comes to visit Rasulullah, the Prophet of God tells his companions, 
that when he comes, I want none of you to refer to his father as Abu Jahl. Because at the end of the day, he may be coming to accept Islam. And he may understand, and he knows that his father did what he did. End of the day, that's his father. And Rasulullah understood that. That when he is there in the presence of the companions, if he hears his father being referred to as Abu Jahl, he will feel hurt. Yes, he understands what his father did and does. But at the end of the day, that's his father. Rasulullah had that emotional intelligence. That understanding, that level of sensitivity. In this brief khutbah, I wanted to share with us as we are talking about in this month of February and um, relationships, I want to spend a few moments together and talk about how we speak and how we listen. Rasulullah he says, that I came to uplift the human character. And one of the biggest aspects of our character is how we interact with one another. How we interact and speak and listen at home. How we speak and listen to our colleagues at work. How we speak and listen to brothers and sisters in the masjid. How we speak and how we listen to our employees and employers. And Rasulullah he says, there is no khair in someone, there is no good in someone who doesn't get along with others and others do not get along with them. He he says that someone who has good characters, good mannerisms, who, who listens and speaks in a way that's uplifting. Rasulullah he said that this person will supersede the person who prays extra and who fasts extra on the Day of Judgment just because of his character. And a big aspect of our character is how we listen, how we speak. How we get into argument with our husband or wife. How we talk to our 13-year-old son who doesn't want to listen to me. How do I correct my colleague at work without her feeling offended? How do we not have a fight in the masjid board meeting? How we listen, how we speak is part and parcel of being a Muslim. In the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us two balance as to how we communicate. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, بَعْدَعَضُ بِاللَّهِ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ اِذْهَبَا إِلَىٰ فِرْعَوْنَ إِنَّهُ تَغَىٰ فَقُولَا لَهُ قَوْلًا لَيِّنًا لَعَلَّهُ يَتَذَكَّرُ أَوْ يَخْشَىٰ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this passage, He says that both you and your brother, Aaron, Moses, both you and your brother, go to Fir'aun. اِذْهَبَا إِلَىٰ فِرْعَوْنَ إِنَّهُ تَغَىٰ فَقُولَا لَهُ قَوْلًا لَيِّنًا That's our first word. That's our first word for this Jum'ah. قَوْلًا لَيِّنًا what does Qawlan Layyinan means? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is instructed, instructing Moses when you go and speak to Fir'aun, speak to him in this Qawlan Layyinan. And this word is very interesting. We find it in five other places in the Quran. Same place. You find it when Allah talked about, you know, Dawud al-Islam, you know, bending the metal. 
shapes and forms. You know, they, 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 it shapes and forms. So when you speak, your speech has to be something that shapes and forms to the person you're speaking to. It has to be gentle. It has to be accommodating. It has to be sensible. At the same time, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also says, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu attaqu allaha wa qoolu qawlan sadeeda. Qawlan sadeedan. Now, qawlan sadeedan is another word. And it comes from the root word, sindal, that literally means a wall that has no hope. <coughs> That's solid. Also means that this is shaham, literally you take an arrow and hit it right on the money. So when you speak, your speech is accommodating, it's gentle, it's soft, it has mercy. At the same time, the balance that Quran shows, that your speech has to be clear, to the point, brave, honest, clear. Rasulullah is someone who has, is amazing in his sirah, you find how he spoke and how he listened. And as someone in the field of psychology, and as a communications coach, what interests me in the seerah is how Rasulullah how emotionally intelligent he was. And how he dealt with people. And how he interacted with his family. Rasulullah was someone that when he listened to people, when he spoke to people, he وسلم, was very easygoing. Very easy going. Rasulullah was walking outside and a man comes from behind, yells, Muhammad, Ya Muhammad. And he turns around thinking there is some emergency. And the man says, Give me some of that wealth that you have in Baitul Mal. I, I need some money. And he pulls on his neck. Literally, the cloth drags on his neck and he gets a mark on his busted body. Could imagine also someone turns around. He could be upset. How dare you injure the body of the Nabi? How dare you touch the leader of Medina like this? He turns around and says, Give this man what he needs. He was easygoing. Muslims are not people who have attitude, I don't take crap from anybody. That's not a Muslim attitude. Yes, we stand up for your right, of course. You say the truth, of course. You negotiate conflict, of course. But also you're easygoing. When you have conversations, you're approachable. Al-mu'min mir'atu al-mu'min. Believers are like mirrors. And some of the scholars have given a beautiful example of that means. <coughs> you could imagine that you go to a mirror. Al-mu'min mir'atu al-mu'min. The believers are like mirrors. A, a, a mirror, anyone can walk up to it. If I have a mirror here, even very expensive. I buy it from a boutique, fancy place. Doesn't matter what your income level, you could go in front of the mirror and the mirror will reflect, it's do its job. It will show you who you are. It's not going to say, how much do you earn? Let me see your bank balance and then I'm going to see if I want to reflect. No, mirror is, mirror is very approachable. Anyone can walk up to a mirror. Al-mu'min, mir'atu al-mu'min. We one another have to be people who are approachable. That we, we, we bring this warmth when we walk around. We have the smile, we have the comfort, the mercy. Even with our employees, even with our staff. 
Even with the people that we lead, even the people who are younger. They have that level of easy going. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he was someone that was very sensitive to how people felt. He was sitting with his companion and a man brings a bowl of fruit. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, it was his habit that when he would get something like that, he would share with the rest of the companions. But today was different. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he gets that, he takes it in his mouth some grapes. Bismillah. And he realizes it's a little bit sour. And so he takes one and the next and the next and he finishes all the grapes. And the sahabas, the companions are watching. They're a little bit shocked because usually Rasulullah shares. So the Rasulullah finishes eating. He, he makes dua for the man and the man leaves. And so now a companion goes, Ya Rasulullah, this is a little bit different. Usually you, you know, share whatever is brought to you. What was different today? He said that the grapes were sour. And I didn't want that you would eat and you would make some face and the man will feel hurt. So I ate all the grapes myself. He was so sensitive. He had a read on the situation. We send messages on a WhatsApp group on our family and we say things we don't even care how the other person feels. We make comments on YouTube as anonymous and we, who cares how the person will feel on the other end. We have no concern for other people hurt. The emotional pain. We're not sensitive people. Rasulullah when he listened, when he spoke, he was very emotionally intelligent. He was sensitive to people's feelings. Rasulullah when he spoke, he was gentle. Not gentle in a weak way, but gentle in a merciful way. Rasulullah he teaches his companions that whenever you sneeze, you say Alhamdulillah, and you respond, Alhamdulillah, and the whole. And this man, he learns it. He comes back. The companions are praying Salah. He's in Salah. And somebody sneezes. So in the middle of the Salah, he goes, Alhamdulillah. And now everyone is getting bothered. It's like that person's cell phone that goes off. And now everyone is saying, Subhanallah. Now he's more confused. What do you guys want? I just said, and he's talking in Salah now. Now he's trying to defend himself as to why he said what he said. Now people are tapping the, Subhanallah, meaning tell him to stop. And he's not getting it. He makes more noise. After Salah, you can imagine the brother who has his phone on all the time. Everybody looks and see whose phone was it. Right? Who blocked the driver? I don't know if you have that problem. I'm from New York City. We have that, those kind of problems. But you know, who, who did that? And he... Subhanallah, he says, فَالْتَفَتَ إِلَيْهِ نَبِيَ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ Prophet turned around. Allahima kaharani. Allahima nahrani. He, he didn't scold me. He didn't yell at me. He just brought me close and he said, you know, this is not how we, uh, you know, this is not how we deal with this. Rasulullah even when he dealt, he dealt in a gentle way. A young boy was throwing pebble. I don't know the countries you're from, but you know, Back home, you know, the, you, you, the, the, the trees and fruits, maybe you go to a neighbor and you throw it and you drop the fruit. And this kid was doing that in Medina. So they said, come here, boy, you're going to get it today. Took him to Rasulullah And he said, Rasulullah sat me down and he just patted my head and told me, don't do that next time. He was gentle when he even reprimanded you, sallallahu alayhi wa Anas ibn Malik who served Rasulullah for 10 years. 
He said, Rasulullah he never said even oath to me, abadan, ever. I was one time, he sent me to do some things, because he used to run errand for Rasulullah And he went outside, saw the kids playing, and started joining them. Rasulullah came behind him, Ya Unais, I, I, I gave you something to do. And I turned around, I, I'm thinking, he's going to be upset with me. You have the angry face. He said, no, he saw Rasulullah was smiling, Ya Unais. What happened? Even when he corrected you, Sallam was gentle, was merciful. Rasulullah when he spoke to you, he spoke to your language. He understood your age. He understood your background. He didn't give the same speech to everybody. Different people, different message. At the battle of Badr, the companions, they capture these young boys. They used to carry water for the Quraysh army. And they captured these young boys to get some intelligence. Because they know the army size, they know the resources, they know who came from uh, Mecca. And so they're haggling these boys, the companions, how many are they? How many came with you guys from Mecca? How many? And these young boys, big men, soldiers, scared. Rasulullah <coughs> he sees this going back and forth. And he says, everybody stop. He pulls the young boys. He said, how many camels are they slaughtering per day? You see, he understood this is, these are young kids. And in their brain development, they can't count thousands of men. If you see your kids, maybe you have a, primary, you have a kindergartner at home, you have a, you know, a first grader. When they give them math problems, they give these big symbols. They don't give them you know, 200 plus 300. They can't comprehend that. They give them three birds plus three birds. How many birds? And Surah understood that a young boy's brain, these young kids, they would understand big, giant camels. They might not understand numbers of a lot of men. So he asked these kids instead, how many camels are they slaughtering? And the young boy says 10. He said, each camel feeds about 100 men. There's about 1,000 men. Rasulullah when he spoke, he spoke differently to your setting, what you've been through. When a young couple comes, Ya Rasulullah, can I kiss my wife in Ramadan? No. A older couple comes, Ya Rasulullah, can I kiss my wife in Ramadan? Yes. Two different people, two different answers. He spoke to people differently. You know, sometimes as parents, your five-year-old goes to a neighbor's house or a friend's house and takes the toy from the other kid without asking. Now you're in the car, you're yelling at the kid, why did you steal? And you give them a long lecture about stealing. And you have to be honest. The only thing that the kid remembers from the whole ride is that my mom was angry, she had big red eyes, and I was getting scared. That's all they remember from the conversation. They don't remember any other lesson you gave because you spoke the long language at the wrong time. When we speak to people, we have to understand who we're speaking to. When we listen to people, we have to understand who we listen to. At home, at work, in the masjid, we have people in the community that are from different age groups. From different ethnicities, from different religious backgrounds, from different level of practice. And you might be in a certain level, you come first row every day. But there's a guy in the back who comes for Juma only. You can't go to him and expect to talk like the way you would understand your fellow guys in the front row. You have to be able to think. You have to have some emotional intelligence. Rasulullah he was emotionally intelligent when he spoke. He was emotionally intelligent when he listened. I pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He allow us to be able to be a people who have uplifting characters. 
I pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they allow us to be a people who can listen and speak in a way that's emotionally intelligent. Aqulu kaud hadha astaghfirullahi wa lakum fastaghfiruh innahu huwa al-ghafur rahim. Alhamdulillah wa kafa wa salamun ala ibad mustafa. Ashadu an la ilaha illallah wa ashadu anna muhammadan abdu rasuluh. Qala ta'ala innama malaikatahu yisalluna ala nabi. Ya ayywa alladhina amunu sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima. Allahumma salli ala muhammadin wa ala ali muhammad. كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك مد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك مد مجيد. my dear beloved brothers and sisters as we follow the example of رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم in how we listen how we speak something that will drastically transform our communication at home at work in our business in our community is if we are a little more focused on people's emotions. At the Battle of Taif, two weeks after the conquest of Mecca, the Muslim, they went and sieged the area of Taif, and they thought it was going to be a quick, swift victory. But the army of Taif, they fought back hard. And in that battle, when things looked bleak and gloomy, Rasulullah relied on the Ansar, those who were from Medina, who took in the Muhajir. He relied on them to cover his back. So after the battle, as he is distributing the spoils of war, he calls of Abu Sufyan from Mecca now, gives him 100 camels. So his whole army consists of people from Medina. They were the bigger portion of his army. Yet after the battle, he's giving the spoils of war to Meccans. And so, he calls Abu Sufyan, gives him 100 camels. Aqar bin Habas gives him 100 camels. And the Ansar, the ones, those came with him from Medina, they start to feel a little bit, something in their heart. We fought the war. We sacrificed. Yet Rasulullah gives it to his own people. Because he is from Quraysh. And that's with people, so he gives it to them. So now this little bit of resentment builds up in the, in, 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 in the group. And, and so, the leader of Ansar goes to Rasulullah Ya Rasulullah, your companions, they're not happy with you. He said, what happened? He said, it's the way you're distributing the spoils of war. So he said, gather the people. So when he gathered Ansar, look, he could have explained the logic as to why he's distributing the way he's distributing. The reason why he was giving these camels to the Meccans was because these were new Muslims. And so he wanted to build an alliance. And so there was a strategic reason for it. But instead of explaining that, explain the logic, he turned to the companion, he says, that I came to you as a refugee in Medina, you took me in. So Rasulullah is speaking. It's so, so amazing. You understand his emotional intelligence when you read that speech. He said, I came to you as a refuge and you expect, accepted me. I came to you hungry, you fed me. He said, Ansar, you care about the, the goods of this world, but I care for you about your akhirah. He said, look, if these people, these people will go home with their camels and you're going to go back home, Rasulullah He said, Ansar, if the people were to go in one valley, and you were to go another, I would follow you. And so he understood that they felt devalued. They didn't need logic. They didn't need his political strategy. 
What they needed to hear was that Rasulullah still loves us. Rasulullah still values us. He didn't just come to Makkah and now he loves his people. That he, he values me. And so, you know, you get into arguing with your son about who should go to college and you don't want to go out of state for college. But really what you're trying to say is that you, you, don't, you, you feel scared about him going away. You start talking about that, you get into arguing about scholarship amount and the program. We skip the emotion part of it. You get into arguing with the business partner. And it's not talking about that you feel like he's not putting in his share. You get into arguing about who's sending out the emails or not. We skip out on the whole emotional side of it. If you focus on how people felt, how you felt, your conversation will change. And for the last 10 years, in my field as, as psychotherapist and in my work um, as executive coach, and in the Muslim community, being involved in various masjids and organizations and doing trainings, I'm actually first time here in Minneapolis from New York. Uh, I've been to many communities around the country, but the first time here. And I'm here actually with Oak Tree Institute. Uh, we're teaching a workshop uh, this weekend, tonight as well. I'm sure maybe the, perhaps the brother will announce uh, after Juma. Um, and my work has been the last 10 years. How do we take these lessons and amazing things that we're supposed to do, but how do we make them into systems and action? The Quran talks about how do you, be, how do you become happy? The Quran says, it's the Quran formula for happiness. If you're thankful, Allah will increase you. But how do you become thankful? What does that even mean? The Quran talks about, you know, you doing good a'mal and your habit. And that's why I'm here this weekend to talk about in our, our bad habits and in our, some of our sins that are also habitual. Now you go to Hajj and Umrah, you make a istighfar for the habit that you have, but yet you can't get rid of it. It's not enough just to listen and cry and then pick up one, two things and, and say, I'm going to make some change if you don't have any plan. No one says, no one just wishes, I, I wish I go to medical school. There's a plan to it. No one says, I, I wish I would graduate as an engineer. There's a plan to it. And the Quran is not a book of science. Quran is not a book of communication or book of habits or psychology. Quran gives us principles. And Rasulullah has encouraged us to go anywhere as far as China to learn and anywhere you find good knowledge is yours. And so there are, there are experts in the fields of communication, experts in the fields of habits, experts in the fields of relationship. And as a Muslim, we should be educating, learning, growing every day. And so this weekend, you know, inshallah, we, we have a one-day workshop. Um, and it's not, you know, you come and listen to a lecture and stories. And we, we did enough of that in the Muslim community. Enough with lectures and stories. We go home, feel good, we cry, we laugh. And yes, we'll do some of that. But it's time to really do some muhasaba, do some self-reflection. And our focus this weekend is going to be on habits and our bad habits that we all have. We all have some bad habits, like binge eating, watching too much Netflix, whether it be sleeping late, whether it be procrastinating, whether the our, you know, habits that we have from smoking and two been real addictions. Inshallah, it's a whole day workshop. If you, have, if you have time with your friends and family, you know, I would love to see you there. And the brothers will probably give a little more information on that. But I pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we just not, you know, become people who are you know, consumers of edutainment. Even the khutbas, we want it to be entertaining, but we don't make any change in our lives. We need to, it must be entertaining, but no change afterwards. Just want to feel good and go back to my work. And so we need to go a little beyond that, inshallah. Take some actions on what we are listening to and make some plans and put some concrete, you know, uh, steps along the way. I pray Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you, bless your families. I pray Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless your families. على مدينة وادبنا سبب لمن اهتدى مزنا ولا تنقصنا أكرمنا ولا تهنا وأثنا تسعلينا وأردنا أردنا أربع عالمين اللهم عز الإسلام والمسلمين
اللهم عز الإسلام والمسلمين أما الله بين كل مؤمنين يا مقلب الكل سبيت كل بن على دينك أنا دينا في نهديت وعافينا في نعفيت وتولنا في من توليت وبارك لنا في ما عطيت وكنا شرما قضيت إنك تكتب ولا يبدأ عليك إنه لا يدل من وليت ولا يزن عديت بارك ربنا وتعاليت نستغفرك ونتوب إليك ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنا كن خاسرين سبحان ربك رب العزة أما يسفون وسلامنا مرسلين قوموا إلى صلاتكم يرحمنا الله Thank you for listening to this episode of the Oak Tree Institute podcast. For more episodes, subscribe and follow us on Apple, Google Play, and Spotify. And for other content that we have, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube.